to another episode of independent thought my name is desmond price for today's episode we are joined by joey desatnik joey thank you for coming on the podcast today how are you doing welcome great thank you thanks for having me i appreciate you coming on for this episode in particular you know I, i wanted to have you come on and talk about your organization efforts you are currently organizing uh, a warehouse, an Amazon warehouse in the Cleveland, Ohio area. Uh, tell me a little bit about like, what led up to like this decision and, and why you are trying to organize this warehouse now. Yeah, this this started, you know, with accumulation of a couple of things back in like probably the end of February, March. Uh, mid, you know, I started going through some things where I got injured and the company sent me to uh go through their process where they, they give you a process to go through workman's comp. And if you want to see a doctor, you got to go to this special doctor. They set up a workman's comp. So when I went through that process, I believed in it. For, I didn't, you know, I didn't have nothing to doubt about it. But then later I realized, you know, during this process, that there was a lot of things that they that wasn't right. You know what I mean? So that so when I went back to work uh, on inflammation pills they gave me for my knee, if there was in pain later and I was supposed to get you know, less accommodate, you know, like some accommodations, light duty, still heels. Uh, I only did the light duty for a few days. There was in pain. They told me, you don't have an injury no more. Uh, they wanted to take me to court. They had hearings set up. They didn't deny my claims. They didn't want to pay no bill or whatever. I said, look, I'm still in pain. So I went and made an appointment at the Cleveland Clinic. I went outside of their process. And found out that my knee was bone was hitting my bone from their their from their examination. They told me everything they did was totally he didn't, the doctor was in disagreement with. Like, right. well, how do they take X-rays and you come up come up with something totally different? So there, right there, started me thinking, on Amazon, you know, they're misleading us. You know, we're getting injured. And I talked to some more workers. And my coworkers asking them, because I've seen a lot of people when you're in Amcare, hey, what happened to you? You know, we just start talking. And I hear some of the same type of scenarios. And I'm like, this company, you would think want to want to take care of us when we get injured, as much as we work for them, right? Right. Wrong. Yeah. And then I went to uh, my coworkers, and we started doing things upstairs. And then I noticed they started writing us up a lot, coming in with this attitude where, like, I was like, you know, they brought these new managers in and everyone was getting rid of and people were feeling like on, on edge. And, and, you know, all this, this stuff was happening. I'm thinking, well, what, what are you writing? Why are you writing this guy up? Or why are you writing? You know, people were getting rid of, didn't even know to get rid of. It was just like they were coming in trying to fire people, writing people up. They did it with me, myself. So I write me just holding the phone, not on the phone, not making a phone call. So, you know, when you just mess with your phone, they, they writing you up for anything. And everyone has a phone. Even the managers and operators are sitting there on their desk with the phone. So, like, what are you coming at us for? If, if it's if it's that way, then just take everyone's phone away. So you can see the unfairness, and you can see people not being happy anymore. And you can see people getting, you know, mistreated when they get injured. So all this led up to me talking to a couple of my coworkers, and I said, you know what? Back in March, I said, uh, and I said, look, guys, I took them together. I said, look, we need to get a union. 
And this is, I didn't know anything about ALU at the time. I didn't know anything about any other thing going on. I just knew since my experience with unions, I could see what was going on with these managers. And I thought a union here could bring some something better for this place. A union here could give us the respect we need, give us some due process in, in some of this stuff, get some fairness in it, maybe get a lot more better medical care. So I just started thinking that way. And then I called the labor department just to ask, what do I do? Right. Well, how do I do this? How do I go about this? So what I want to do. And they told me to get in touch with your local unions out there and just figure out from there, go from there. You know, and that's where it started. Then I started calling different unions, getting email, getting to them getting in touch with me so I could just figure out this process, you know. Right. And in figuring so, out this process, you know, when you were first starting out, trying to figure out, you know, like what exactly you were supposed to do, so on and so forth. What was the the mood, I guess, like inside the warehouse? Were other people like also feeling the same way that you were feeling? Or was it kind of like just like a few workers or were a lot of workers more or less upset with how Amazon was treating people across the site? Yeah, on the top, when I first started talking about the union to a couple guys, I told them just basically keep, keep the quiet right now so I could feel everything out. I didn't just come out with it yet. You know what I mean? Not until the day I was going to get those signatures, I wasn't going to come out. And once I started, you know, I got them right here, you know, so your folder. But the thing is, um, yeah, you could see people weren't happy. I go into the wall and I talk to some people and they were just like, man, it's a long night. You know, it's a long night. First, they started going around making sure people didn't have their earbuds in the air. They don't want you to listen to music, which to me is stimulation. And everyone was all up in their head. Some people were, you know, have they do wear it, they have to wear it with your risk of getting caught and getting rid of. So, you know, some people will, will find uh, creative ways to do that. But because it's just so hard, just, you know, I think about that. People risk losing their job because it's so hard for 12, 10 to 12 hours to be packing in that wall with a good energy and mood without some type of stimulation. You know, and it is because I, you know, it is. And then some people have PTSD. Now they're dealing with their thoughts or got things going on. You can't get out of your head for a little bit. And that's another thing. You don't have no stimulation. That was making people down. They were going around writing people up, making people feel inferior. That was wrong. And then I just saw, you know, at one point, actually, before all this happened, they called me down to the HR just to tell me they don't want me walking through where the rebenders are because people would stop me. How you doing? Because I'm a, I'm a people person. And right. We would talk and, you know, catch up with your coworkers. They didn't even want me walking down saying production would stop. Because that's the way people would want to say hi to me because I trained a lot of people or whatever. So they said, can you just avoid those areas? That's how that's how ridiculous they get. So I'd have friends, hey, Joe, how you doing? Come over here. I can't, man. I got to go this way. You know, it was ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like, you kidding me? Like, production is going to stop that, 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 that much. You know what I mean? Come and say hello to your, your co-worker or whatever. Yeah, you, to, you know. Yeah, you were also mentioning to me that they would write you up for some of the most like ridiculous things in the world. Could you just give give us some examples of some of the things that either you have been written up for or other oh, yeah. coworkers you know have been written up for? Yeah, the the thing they they write up for, like give for example, I went to I wanted to get ice for my knee. Okay, so the day so the day of that day, I went down and talked to the uh, AM care. They had me wait for an hour. I went to break, came back confronted the person asked me can i go back and get ice and she told me no you don't have accommodations which clearly i had accommodations okay 
So I gave her a little attitude, like, yeah, what do you mean I don't have accommodations? That's BS. You guys know I have accommodations. You know, I, all I want is get the ice, let it cool down my knee. It's in pain, and I'll go back to work. That's what I should get. And she denied me, said it wasn't. So I told her, why don't you write your name down? You know, let me document this. She didn't want to know part of that. So then I went back over to talk to her a little bit later when I had some to show her in my phone, the documentation. She didn't, she didn't want to look at it. So we got a little bit of a disagreement. But then I realized it wasn't her. It wasn't her. It was Amazon. So, mm. okay, the next day I come in, I didn't realize I did a swap shift on that day. So I really wasn't supposed to be there on that day. I was supposed to be there the next day. So when I came the, the, um, there, I asked them if they had my accommodations. Another guy came. I got the guy went and told um, um, HR. They came to me and told me that I wasn't supposed to be there that day. Fine, okay. They said the next day. I said, all right, fine, I'll see you tomorrow. They said, no, don't come in tomorrow because you're getting suspended. Suspended for what? Your attitude. Attitude, what do you mean attitude? I worked the whole day yesterday. All I did was bring up about the ice. She goes, well, you have aggressive attitude towards some employee. I said, from what? Because you would have been okay if some, someone would give you ice, if you was in pain. You would have been just nice and just... Thank you. Don't give me no ice when you know you have accommodations and they're nothing mistreating you. Yeah. She's like, you know, so she had nothing to say about it. And, and they, they wrote me, they suspended me, literally to investigate because of an attitude. Not because you cuss anybody. And the lady was right there. She's seen it all. Not cussing anybody out at doing anything else. An attitude. You know, how, can you imagine if everyone in the United States was written up for or suspended for attitudes in, in work? An attitude. You know, you come in with attitude. You had a bad attitude. We're going to suspend you. Yeah, that wouldn't really be sustainable in a lot of job sites. And, and so, the, honestly, yeah. that that leads me right into my next question. If that's how they were treating you before you started organizing, how did it change once they found out that you started organizing? No, that was happening when I was organized. That happened after I was organized because they found that's why they started treating me like that. So they started writing, you know, sending me home. But the next day they called me to come right back to work. Where you at? I said, what do you mean? You suspended me. Well, oh, it's okay. Come back to work. Everything's fine. So that's little things they do. Now, they do write people up. They sit down on the table or do stuff like that. They, you know, you don't have your rate. They'll write you up. You know, they'll write people up, like I said, for just holding the phone or being by the phone or all kinds of things. They can write you up and not even tell you, though, you're written up. So you might not know you've been written up. So you don't have no, so then you get a final write-up. And I was like, well, now you're, they may tell you as you're getting your final write-up. What do you mean I've been written up? Oh, you have another write-up. We wrote you up two weeks ago. They may tell you two weeks ago they wrote you up two weeks ago. So two weeks later, they're telling you. Not the day of. So you have no, you know, you're not even realizing you're getting written up. Some people will tell me they've been written up a month and, and they didn't even know it. Right. That, that's, that's absolutely wild. You know, there is, there's honestly no excuse for that. The fact that, you know, a workplace can go ahead and write you up. Cause I'm assuming that once you get so many write-ups, you get fired. So the fact that they could put you in that position without even telling you what the act was for, and, you know, we talk about people who their livelihoods are at stake, right? These Amazon warehouses, I mean, a lot of people will work in there. This is their full-time job. You know, they got families that are relying on them. So the fact that they could put people in that level of just um, just scarcity, just, you know, put them in that much level of fear without them even really knowing what they did wrong. That's that's absolutely egregious, you know, but 
we're going to, I have some more questions about exactly, you know, what's going to happen next with you and the union. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have more questions with Joey. Stay tuned. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana, that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the luck. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Welcome back from the break, everyone. Thank you for sticking with us through this episode of Independent Thought. Joey, just, you know, before we get a little bit further into the details about all of this, what is the warehouse that you are trying to organize just for the people at home to know? Yeah, this is in Cleveland. It's uh, Cle2. It's a, F, it's a FC, so it's a, uh, it's a uh, fulfillment center, which we have maybe up to, maybe up to 5,000 workers in there. Okay. Yes, yeah, so we do a lot of work there. What, you know, like after you started organizing and you kind of like, you know, filed to start this, well, you were trying to get to, you know, to the point where you could have the union election. How did, I guess, workers react to that in and of itself? And did they, did more people open up to you about their feelings and how they were feeling about Amazon and, you know, some of like the workplace, I guess, like either admirations or fears, so on and so forth. Tell me a little bit about that experience interacting with the workers in the warehouse. When I started organizing, right towards the end of March, and it was uh, beginning of April, and I think that's even when uh, Chris Smalls and them guys won in uh, Derek and Jordan, they were one in the uh, in uh, Staten Island. So the next day, I was getting, before that day, I was getting sent into, then the next day, I was able to show them they won. So talking to my coworkers, showing that it could be done. Somebody right. had an idea about it. Somebody had seen it, and they were like, ready to sign. So I just was telling them, look, we got to get become union. So I stood outside and as I started doing that, just to gauge what people was going to do, just as a petition, just to see you guys want a union. All, 
I had over 230 sentences within two days. That was two nights of my shift, which uh, 30 minutes on one break, 30 minutes or 45 minutes after after work. And then I did the same same thing the next day. And the response I got from the workers was pretty positive. You know, they they want a union. You know, they were like signing that paper. Give me that paper. I got, like I said, I have the folder here. You know, I have all these, what I have on here, um, what I have right here. So the first day I started and I had, look at that. So that's a page. Look at that. This was up. I just put my, look at that. You can see the rain was on me, the snow. These papers are like wet. <laughs> I was in the snow and the rain and one person said, why don't you come in and get warm in here, you know, with the security. And I just, at the time, I didn't even want to mess around that way. I just wanted to stay where I was right in front of the door. You know, one time I did do a couple of times going in when someone was cold in the morning, but I got the sentence but look at that. And I was just standing outside right in front of Amazon by myself. Even when I was driving home, I see another person work. Hey, you want you want to sign? People would sign. People would see it. They see it. These signatures, okay? And there are signatures on each side of each row saying they want a union. And that was just starting. Right. You know, and, what, what I've heard in the past is that a lot of people said that they were kind of fearful of, you know, possibly unionizing because of the way that Amazon has retaliated against people in the past. I mean, were you coming up against any people who were afraid of losing their jobs? You had people just, you have people who are, how can I call it? Systemized. Uh, systemized. Where through the years they believe if you do something against a corporation or a boss, they're automatically fearful. You can see they don't have a voice. They literally would have almost, you can see like in their eyes, it's sad. They would feel that fear. And some people assist, how would you call this? Through the, through the years of working, through whatever they see, whatever it is, you can see the fear, like, oh, no, 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 I can't. Uh, it's not that they don't want it. That shows you they don't, it's not that they don't want it. They just, just get fearful. Like right. what, I said, no, 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 don't be fearful. I'll, don't, don't worry about it. Sign your name. If they do, you know, we'll fight these. You know, that is the saddest part to see. I know people that wanted to, like, you know, you could just see they want to, they're almost like, they just they come into a shell, and it's sad because you know the you know you know the feeling about you know I, I know they got to pay bills and this and that whatever it is, I've seen people with two jobs even they don't still fearful. I'm like, to me it's almost like it's embedded in some people's psyche that you don't go up against cor your boss or corporations or whatever because the you know because of the things like Amazon is doing, okay? right? And this is why Amazon. I'm not done with Amazon. I'm not done with Amazon even after I try to get my job back with the um, National Labor Board and they're doing this union. I'm not done because I want a class action lawsuit with anyone, everyone they fire. Okay, because and I, I'll go for 10, uh, 1, 10, 25 percent or more of what they make a year because we will find out through that process. The firings they did, trampling on people's rights. This company who delivers smiles. The friendly company that loves everybody, Amazon. 
it's almost it's almost like you know if you was making a, a video game and you would want to put a a a, a storyline in there yeah amazon would be the what you would see on the outside this nice friendly company but then the reality is those are the those the corporations are the monsters running it now the okay. the thing I want to ask you next monsters that's what they are monsters in that corporation monsters cuz they fire people for no reason they get money to fire people that's another thing i found out there's something that's so evil you wouldn't even believe it they pay their, work, their managers a bonus for firing people yeah no that talk is about, talk about demented management across the board no one even realized they operate like this but yet it's okay no it ain't some people have taken their lives because they lost their jobs and we know this losing a job could destroy your life your marriage your whole family yet they think it's good to give a bonus for firing somebody that should be the one of the, the in any corporation any any i don't care if it's a small business you don't want to fire somebody that that day is like should be one of your toughest days to let somebody go. Even if they did something wrong, whatever, they violate rules because you know, you know, someone's going to have a hardship. You know, that is how mentality should be. This pesos and these corporate, what they've been doing for 26 years, it's just like John, uh, what Omas O'Brien said, the team's the president of New York, they're an organized crime syndicate. If that's what you want to look at, the way you want to look at Amazon, really. But they do it within a legal, some type of loopholes that they do it in. And he said it in front of Congress. That's, that leads me into like the last question that I want to ask you about. I know that, you know, some people are trying to, you know, kind of help you behind the scenes a little bit as far as trying to figure out what to do next with the organizing. And, you know, I'm wishing you the best with the organization as it goes forward. But what is the final message here as far as like what you're hoping that people will take from this story as you're trying to stand up to this company and trying to get better rights for the people who work at that fulfillment center? Yeah. One main thing, one empower. Hoping we do have the power stand up when you see injustices being done in your, in, in your workplace and you see other coworkers, maybe even in you, getting it but you see other things happen to your other co-workers stand up for them stand up for each other you you know you, you remember you they you're the you're the employee but you the workers and you you are you should be valued okay you should be valued as 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 whether you're the janitor or whatever whatever you are you should be valued okay treated with respect okay and what i want to get from this is also people to realize you know what i mean um you have a right to organize. This is your right. Just because a company can intimidate you and do all these things that Amazon does, buying, spending $400 an hour with one union buster standing next to you. Okay, that shows you how frightened really the company is. There would not, if the company would just say, let's let the chips fall where they fall, they wouldn't have to do all that. Okay, if they really believe that we're had, they, they were doing the right thing. So another thing is I want to have people know is I want people to be happy in their workplace. I want people to know they can go to work, be happy, enjoy your job, be proud of it, 
not worry if it's going to be your last day because you don't know when you have no job security. I want people to be able to lay their head down at night and know when they have job security, that they can buy that house, they can buy that car, they can put their kids in, in, into college, they can save up their rainy day stuff they want to do. I want bonuses and different things. And in fact, I want fair rates, not working people to the brink where they're spraining their wrist, you know, putting ice on their wrist, putting ice on their legs, everything. I want I want everything to be looked at. This company has been, you know, working, you know, under the radar so long. And now people are starting to see the light is shining on this company, what it really is doing and what it does. And I want, I, what I take away, what I want to take away from this experience when I'm done, wherever it goes, is that we, we stood up for ourselves. We used our voice. We told people it could be done, we, regardless of whatever outcome. Workers have to start standing up for themselves, for these big corporations, and, and start fighting for what they deserve. Because you're not always going to get given it to you, and you don't have to accept what they, how they treat you. And have, you know, be strong, be brave, stand up to the bully. Don't let that bully win. And that's the bully tactics they use as Amazon. You're bullying some of these people, and it's sad. Okay, it's sad. It's, and, and, and this is part of our, our democratic process in, in our la in, for laborers, for workers. Hey, well said. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Where can people find out more about you and what you're doing online? Yeah, well, I have, you know, be the voice that echoes on Twitter. When I, I say that because, you know, be, be your voice, let your voice echo. You know, talking to someone like you and a journalist and other journalists, be the voice for someone who doesn't have a voice. If you can, be that voice. You know, empower that person who feels weak. You know, it's important. Uh, you can follow me there. I have, you know, the Instagram, the Cleveland uh, Labor Union Instagram. Uh, we're going to be going in, 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 the in the next couple of weeks where we're making decisions. Well, there will be more out there and we'll show you which direction we're going. But I, I do, like I said, I'm in solidarity with anyone who's forming a union. My brother's in New York. I'm in solidarity with them. Any union out there, anyone out there, even Starbucks workers, we feel solidarity with them. We're all after the same thing. So, you know, so you know, if you want to find me there, you can find me there. They can go to your podcast and find the links there, you know, and then it'll be, and like I said, the thing is, uh, just don't lay back. Don't lay back. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Do what you need to do, okay? And, and these companies will start changing. These companies are going to start changing the way they do things if we stop accepting it. Don't let it become under our umbrella. Don't let it become under an umbrella of deceit, lies, okay? Under, under, under y'all, you know, attention that they're delivering smiles. Amazon is delivering smiles to the, to the customers, but they're delivering frowns to the workers. And, that, and it's important to deliver smiles to everybody. Hey, that's a great way to close it out. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. If you are listening or watching this, please share this on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, wherever the case may be, tag Independent Thought. Make sure you go into the episode description, check out those links that were just mentioned and share this story with other people. Thank you so much. We will see you in the next episode. Good job. See you, brother.